You're listening to the Public Fitness Podcast, and I'm your host, Jimmy Giroux. Today, we'll talk about Apple AirPods, nutrition trends for 2018, and Diet Coke or sweet tea. Thanks for listening. And our first bit of news is uh, on the Apple AirPods. It comes from CNBC, published yesterday, uh, Monday, December 18th, 2017, by Christina Farr. And this really caught my attention. I also saw it on a couple of other websites. Um, But it's something I hadn't really thought about at all. Why Apple's AirPods could become a better fitness tracker than the Apple Watch. it says Apple's AirPods might evolve until its most into its most important fitness tracker, and that is um, is kind of a hypothesis by a biosensor a biosensor expert. So this article goes on, and and kind of the overarching theme is that um, the ear is actually you know a much better place. For biosensors to track different to track different things than your wrist would be right. So the main thing from this article, the ear is an ideal spot for measuring vital signs such as heart rate, temperature, and pulse. "Quote unquote." Unlike Chris, unlike wrist-worn devices that are constantly shifting around, which affects accuracy, the ear is more stable. Uh, the blood flow signal is also stronger from the ear, which would presumably make it easier to track your heart rate. So I just thought that was interesting. Apple hasn't like announced <laughs> any plans to put health tracking in its ear in its AirPods, but I thought that was an interesting idea. It's like certainly something that that they could uh, do in the future. But again, just some interesting news. Nothing. Nothing of uh, substance, to be honest. And then the next piece of news is from the Washington Post. And I always like these trend articles. Um, for better or for worse, I find them interesting. Uh, this is seven nutrition trends you'll see in 2018. And let's see. The first one is Omega-9s. Why it's a trend, this article states. Healthy fats are in, and in 2018, we'll hone in on omega-9s, also known as monounsaturated fats, for their potential to regulate blood sugar levels and promote a healthy weight. And then it says, where you'll see omega-9s, algae has been touted as a superfood in its own right, but the newest use for algae is in the production of omega-9 cooking oil. So that's easy. Apparently we'll be eating algae next year. Uh, the article goes on plant-based probiotics, root fiber, yeah, pseudograins, stevia 2.0, cottage cheese, the new Greek yogurt. Uh, so that's that's some interesting stuff. Um, I could I could see some of those things, but at least in the Midwest, some of these things are probably a little far-fetched, but. 
Uh, the articles are usually pretty quick, and I found some fitness articles in the past to be fairly accurate when it comes to projecting trends. So read on. That's in the Washington Post, and that is by Christy Brissett. It's published today. Our question of the day is, Jimmy, I'm at McDonald's. Diet Coke or sweet tea? And this is what I like to call, I don't know if it's an accurate uh, use of the phrase, but this is what I like to call a false dilemma, or maybe like um, a fallacy, or a f what is it, a false binary, or a false dichotomy. In other words, these this isn't like your only choice. <laughs> um, right, you could get water, but I thought it was an interesting question, and. Um, there are. It did make me think about some things. So, if this is a one-time thing, my personal choice would be sweet tea because it just tastes awesome. If this is an everyday thing, um, first of all, probably don't want to go to McDonald's every day. Second of all, you probably don't want to limit your choices between Diet Coke and sweet tea if you're going every day. Uh, but with that said, I would say um, I would say Diet Coke, even though it has the artificial sweeteners and everything, because that that sugar that is in sweet tea that makes sweet tea so sweet and delicious, um, more than likely a large sweet tea at McDonald's. I didn't look it up, but is going to exceed your recommended maximum sugar intake for the day, just in that one drink. Uh, so that would be my that would kind of be my gut response if you had to choose between diet coke and sweet tea. But again, if you are sitting in McDonald's drive-through right now, let's get a large ice water. Be really good because you're already splurging by eating at McDonald's. So it's not like let's treat ourselves to diet coke and sweet tea. Um, with that said, most of my clients are diet coke addicts, and it is an addiction. And I uh, I do splurge on on an old Diet Coke every now and then, don't get me wrong. Um, but that would be my that would be my thoughts, I guess. I, I would also say that with any soda, whether it's diet or regular, um, there is research to to show and to prove that some of the artificial artificial sweeteners and some of the syrups that are used to make these sodas or to make most sodas um, what I want to say, elicit the secretion of a hormone called ghrelin. That's G-H-R-E-L-I-N, I believe. And that's also known as the hunger hormone. So there is a chance, while, while this behavioral, behavioral look at it could be correlation and not necessarily causation, uh, like most things, uh, there is a chance that... The more soda you drink, you know, the worse your nutrition is going to be. And there is there is some evidence to show that, um, for whatever reason, again, people who consume sodas of any kind also consume more calories than the average person. So, just some thoughts on that. Something to think about. Don't don't create a false dilemma like that in anything. Um, you don't have to go to McDonald's. There are. There are other places to go, and 
And if you are there and you feel like you have to, um, just, you know, limit the bad stuff. Bread and cheese is a good start. So I think that's, uh, I think that's enough on that question. But I probably dug into that a little bit more than they were expecting. But thanks for the question. And always ask away. I appreciate the questions. That's all for this episode of the Public Fitness Podcast on December 19th, 2017. I uh, really appreciate you listening. I hope you, you find it useful, if not useful, at least somewhat entertaining. Um, in the future, we hope to have some special guest interviews. We hope to maybe do some free audio workouts and just experiment with other things. So we're very much looking at this as a project. Uh, and our goal right now is to complete 100 episodes and kind of go from there. So thanks for um, being a part of this journey. And until next time, eat well and prosper.